we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, for your love and mercy. Lord God, how you have blessed us. You've given us a reasonable portion of life, health, and strength. Lord God, and we pray as we have gathered together in this place to exalt you, to lift you up the way you want, the way you desire. Lord God, whatever your will is, we pray that it's done. That we are part of your will. Use us for your service. Ha! Glory to your name, Jesus. Lord God, use us to your glory. Have your way, Lord, in this place. Have your way in our lives. Lord God, help us to present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. Lord God, we come to honor your name, a name that is above every name, a name that is given for us to be saved by. Lord, we come, Lord God, to exalt your word and to pull down every stronghold, every imagination, everything that would exalt itself against you. Lord God, where there's pain, you know how to relieve it. Where there's suffering, you know how to provide comfort. Where there's sorrow, you know how and what to do for joy. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless your word to stay stirred in our hearts that we do not sin against you. Lord God, your word is how we are cleansed. Lord God, send your word, have your way. Lord God, in this place, in our lives, Lord God, touch those that are tuning in, those that are tuning in through the different platforms to hear your word. Those that will hear it for the first time from this place. Those that have been tuning in, I ask that you would bless them. Help us to retain your word in our hearts. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. You know the need of every individual. You know, Lord God, what is needed you know and understand, Lord God, what needs to be done. Lord God, give discernment where it is needed. Lord God, 
the knowledge uh, of wisdom and understanding, Lord God, so that things can be done to your glory. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Lord God, we'll continue to lift you up and to glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your Lord Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com for the worldwide exposure. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Even when you don't want to, the best route to go is obedience to the word of God. When your feelings are hurt, the best thing you can do is obey the word of God. When you feel like telling them off and maybe you wanna hire somebody to tell them off for you, it's better to obey the word of God. At this time, I'm excited about the Lord. And, and so, you, you know, I'm very excited about what God is doing. And, and so at this time, we're gonna have our opening scripture before going into the word of God. And so I, I, my prayer is that you are blessed and that whatever your prayer request is today, whatever the need is, whatever you have need of, first and foremost, that need should line up with the will of God. It should line up with the will of God. And second, you, must line up with the will of God too. So we'll have our opening scripture at this time. Today's opening scripture will be the 23rd division of the Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. And the Bible says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Mighty God, you want to be one of them that the Lord add. Now, if the Lord adds you, don't subtract yourself. If he adds you, don't remove yourself. Now, God has lost none. And it's not him that does the subtracting. It's us. Bless your Lord Jesus. Let's let's go forth and with this praise. Mighty God.
I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. This is a very simple melody. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Just wanted to touch a little bit of that particular song. Not going to be long. You know, the Lord has, has blessed me to, I was at home bedridden. The weather had caught up with me and I was Actually, I came down with bronchitis. And so here I am standing before you in your ear, in your presence, as well as in the presence of the Lord. You know, it don't take much to take you out. And it's by the grace of God that we are here today. And so I certainly am grateful to him and not going to press myself. I'm still recuperating, but I I'm, uh, love the Lord. And my prayer is that you love him as much as I do. That you love him. Can you tell him that you love him? You know, it's he needs to hear that from you. Walmart used to, uh, not Walmart, Harmark. Yes, the the card they used to they make special cards. You know, on Valentine's Day, everybody's in there shopping around for a card, and you know, Christmas, and now uh, they, they they've jumped over Thanksgiving, and so the stores. I, I happened to go into Walmart yesterday, and it was packed, and I needed to get a few things. Mainly, I, I went there for some ginger ale, sugar-free ginger ale. You know to uh, go with dinner and um, and it was packed. So I hurried up and, and got out and, but people were there shopping and they were shopping and some was picking up cards, you know, birthday cards and different things. But no one can express unto the Lord like you can. No one can do it. Now it's nice to give those roses to, to that special someone and when you give it to them, you know, it's a nice car and stuff, but uh, it, no one can say it like you. And they honor the gift because it came from you. And that's why the gift is honored is because it came from you. I'm, I might give it to someone and they may not feel the same way, but you're special. You're special. And, and so you're special unto the Lord and he is certainly special to you. And so you know, our expressions to him, what we tell him is, can't no one say it for you. I was in the hospital visiting someone that was that was there before their demise. 
and we were uh, myself and and another pastor friend and and his wife was there and we were uh we were singing a song that one of the songs that uh, the pastor loved and even though they were not talking they were saving their strength um, we hit a sour note at least one of us did and and immediately her hand went up the pastor's hand went up as if to say no that should have been higher so even in even though they could not speak or reserving their strength as they listened to the praise that was going on when something was not done right. They were yet involved. They were yet involved with the praise. They were yet involved, even in your weakness, even in your sickness, even in your trial and tribulation, you can still be involved with God. You know, and so I wanna direct your attention to First Kings, the 18th chapter, and I'm really trying to uh, retain myself because of the word of God at right now. And, you know, uh, in my, when I was not doing, feeling well, God was yet speaking. And he doesn't speak all the time, as, as some people claim that God is always talking to them. You, you may hear somebody praying and they constantly saying, yes, Lord. And my question is, what did he say? Because you obviously got a message that the rest of us didn't get with, with you said 15 yeses. You know, and we're all thanking him and calling upon his name. What did he say? And so when I when I do hear from heaven, you know, his word, uh, the Bible said his word is above his name. And we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We know at the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. He's Lord. And so his word, the psalmist says his word is above his name. So his word is enough. We don't, we don't have to hear, uh, you know, don't have to have an angelic visitation, don't have to have, you got the word, you have the word. Pastor, I need a word from God. Open your Bible up. That's what I do. Open your Bible up and read what God has to say about your situation. And so in first Kings, the 18th chapter, first King, the 18th chapter, pastor, what do you mean? Listen, glad you asked that. I was going through something some years ago and, I, and it was very painful. I've had some, uh, some painful things that occur and, and you have to. Um, and so you, you, and some of the, articles or not articles, but the books that I've written, uh, that pain and things that I have dealt with is expressed there and how God has brought me out. One of the instances that I was going through and I didn't know where to turn, what to do. And throughout the months of what I was dealing with, God had given me a scripture. Uh, actually it was a, a a chapter from the from first Samuel that talks about this poor man crying unto the Lord and the Lord heard him and the Lord came down and there was thunder and lightning. I'm just paraphrasing what God did in that instance. And I read that I read that chapter until I was out of that trial. When another trial came up, I tried to reach for that chapter and read it, but it didn't fit. In other words, God has a word that fits your situation. First Kings 18, 43, beginning at the 43rd verse. And Elijah said to his servant, go now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. I don't, I don't say anything, there's nothing there. And he said, go again seven times. Now I need you servants of the Lord to hear this. 
And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, go say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens were black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was up on Elijah. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Nike didn't take him there. Reebok didn't get him there. Puma didn't get him there. He girded up his loins and ran before Ahab's chariot, ran before him, beat him there to the entrance of Jezreel. Psalms 24 and 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. As a thought, I just want to remind you that God will move heaven and earth for you. God will move heaven and earth. You may not have thought about that. It may seem unbelievable. But God will move heaven and earth for you. Sometimes God gives us the strangest message. He gives us a message that we're not looking for. I was um, preparing to, to, to get back in bed when I heard the Lord say, I will move heaven and earth for you. Just to stop and think about that. Lord, you would do that for me. It was not... It didn't catch me off guard. It didn't make me cry. It didn't shock me or anything like that because I, I know God will move heaven and earth for you. I want you to have that confidence this morning. Now, the Bible tells us in James, the 15th chapter, excuse me, James 5 and 17, Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not upon the earth by the space of three years and six months. So three and a half years, there's no rain. He was a human being. He was a person like you. He was a person like me. And he felt the cold. He felt the rain. He felt the heat. When people treated him cold as ice, he, he felt that. He felt the frostbite. When they rained their prejudice and personal opinion upon him, it, he needed an umbrella. He needed some sheltering too. And as they turned up the heat, he felt that too, just like you and I. Now, before you ask God to move something, you need to move a few things too. That's where we should start. We should start by removing some things ourselves. First Kings, the 15th chapter, you know, at the 11th verse says, and Asas did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. And he took away the sodomites, 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 
took them away out of the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. And also Macha, his mother, even her, he removed from being queen mama because she had made an idol in the grove. And Asaph destroyed her idol and burnt it by the brook of Kadron. Now, I, I hope you uh, know this, but if not, unlike people, God does not have a bargaining chip. God doesn't use bargaining chips. You know, people want to bargain with God. Uh, it's, it's about our complete obedience. The Bible tells us, and I love reading this, David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he turned not aside from anything, meaning he did everything God commanded, everything that God commanded him to do, all the days of his life with one exception. The one exception that people focus on to give themselves a, an excuse to sin. You're not David. The one exception, and the Bible points that out, it doesn't cover our sins. But David did all that was right and all that God commanded him to do. We, we need to, uh-huh, do what's right and all that God has commanded us to do. If you don't know what to do, ask him. And while you're waiting for an answer, read the word of God. While you're waiting for an answer, be in Bible class. While you are waiting for an answer, be in Sunday worship. While you are waiting to hear from God, be in his presence. Lord, here I am. I'm in your presence and I'm not here asking for anything. I'm here to worship you for being sovereign in our lives. Esau did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Even when it meant telling mama, 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 no, not mama. Mama, you wrong. Mama, I love you, but you're not honoring the Lord. Mama, I'm going to have to take you down from being queen. I, I know you the CEO. I know you the CFO. I know you the CIO. I know, but I'm going to have to remove you from that place because you are not honoring the Lord. And, and we're going to honor him. It's your house. It's your house. And in your house, you ought to be lifting up a standard. It's your office. Is your business. You know, people complain because uh, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. But they're honoring the Lord. That's their business. You want a chicken sandwich, fry one at home yourself on a Sunday after you come back from church. But don't get on, be upset because someone closed their business on a Sunday. Hmm. Honor the Lord. Go to church and worship on Sunday as has been set aside. Joshua understood this early on in his life. He told the people, he said, if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord. If, if hey, if you got a problem with it, and, and I know there are those that have a problem with serving God. Well, well you go to church too much. No, I don't. You always talking about God. No, I'm not. I, I am thinking about him. And some, I'm thinking about him sometime and I'm not saying a word. If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord. And he said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Who are you serving? Whether the gods with your fathers and I, I'm going to throw into your friends that group of people you hanging around that those that you want to that you think is 
got it going on, you know, having so much fun with, uh, choose who, what God you're going to serve. And, but as for me and my house, me, my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're going to serve the Lord with gladness. I'm going to come before his presence with singing. I'm going to enter into his gates with joy. Well, the Bible says Elijah told Ahab the Lord was going to withhold the rain. And for three years, there was not a drop. There was not a drizzle. God told Elijah to, to hide by the brook assurance. And, and what God did was he had his grub hub. God had his grub hub, a raven, to take Elijah food. That raven brought him bread and meat. And when the brook dried up as a result of no rain, Elijah, the Lord told Elijah to go to, uh, to Zarephath. I've got someone there that is waiting to help you. I don't know if they knew it. I, I don't, matter of fact, based upon what, uh, what transpired, I don't think she anticipated Elisha coming. And when he got there, he met a widow with, a, with little to spare. She was about to make a cake with what she had left for her and her son. We gonna eat this and we just gonna be satisfied. We gonna eat this and if nothing else comes, we just gonna be out of luck. All she had was some Bisquick. And some of you may know about Bisquick. Uh, my sister and I was reminiscing on, on the wonderful job that my mother did in raising us uh, as a single parent. And we laughed and we talked about eating whole cake. You, you know, a whole cake was something where, where my mother would go in and she would take some Bisquick and she would mix it up and, and put it in the oven in that cast iron skillet and butter it up. And we had some white corn syrup and that's what we had. We ate that whole cake with that white corn syrup. And we were happy. We were happy to have that. We didn't have a lot, but we had that. Some of our children and adult children have it so easy today. And they're also wasteful, unappreciative, feeling entitled to what they have not earned instead of being grateful for what they have being grateful you know when i when i look at history and i see what others have gone through when i when i see the the path that has been that have been made for me to that for me to follow the path and what others suffered to go through i don't have a, a sense of entitlement that that i i should have what i want because someone worked hard to open a door of opportunity. Someone worked hard to give you what you needed. Someone worked hard and they suffered reproach. They suffered the heat, the cold. They suffered from the rain. They suffered from the things that they had to deal with so that you could have better, so that you would understand more. Let me go on here. You don't have to have the best of the best to sustain you. You just need to need to know God and that he has the ability and will sustain you. It's not the meat. It's not the money, not the people, you know, it's the God, you know, I, I'm sticking with the God. I know because I know now that he'll move heaven and earth for me. Yes, it's personal. You got to make this personal. The Bible tells us in first Kings, it says, and Elijah said to Ahab, get thee up 
eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance rain. There's a sound of abundant rain. I, I, I need you to hear that. I, I need you to catch that. Uh, there is a sound. Uh, there's a unique sound that is going out. Uh, Ahab didn't hear it, but Elijah heard it. Uh, he said there is a sound of abundant rain. Uh, everybody's not going to hear it, but as long as you hear it, as long as you understand it, thank you, Holy Ghost, mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As long as you hear, as long as you understand that there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Uh, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Elijah told his servant, you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to fortify yourself. You know, go eat some breakfast. Go have some oatmeal. Do what you need to do, but get fortified because something is getting ready to happen. Ahab didn't hear it, but, but his pastor did. Ahab didn't hear it, but the evangelist that God sent heard it. Ahab didn't, didn't hear it, but uh, but the, the teacher that God was using uh, for the perfecting of the saints and for the edifying of the ministry, the one that God was using heard it and told him to get ready. After giving instructions, Elijah went to pray. That's, that's what I'm going to do too. And it wasn't a national day of prayer, but he was praying. It wasn't a moment of commemoration, but he was praying. It wasn't a special occasion, but he was praying. And he said to his servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. He said, go again seven times. And Elijah spoke to his servant and he knew uh, he knew he would listen and obey. Are you listening and obeying servants? I wonder, are you listening and obeying today? What instructions have you been given? Uh, it, it, I come... I, it comes to mind about uh, some conversations I've had earlier uh, this year uh, during the summer months where I gave instructions to some of the servants of what they should be doing for their own prosperity, that if they followed those instructions, it would raise their income. If they followed the instructions, it would give them a better course of living. If they followed the instructions, I would hear the testimony of what they heard and did and became recipients of more than what they had. And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward what to see. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And Elijah spoke to his servant. He spoke to him. He spoke to him, gave him specific. Maybe you hear this and saying yes, but God, is God co-signing your yes? Are you you're saying that I, I'm I'm going up, I'm being obedient, I'm doing what, what was instructed to me? Is God saying the same thing? What about some of the little things pointed out to you? by the shepherd. Are you listening? Are you following what's been said? Ahab, go now. Go now. Don't dilly, don't dally, don't, don't play around. Go now. Ahab looked over the sea, said, I don't see anything. Told him to go again. This is about the seventh time. And, 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 and now he is beginning to see. He's beginning to see. Some have fallen off already before they could even see it. They've fallen off. Well, I don't see it, so I'm going to fall off. So some don't see it. Got milk? Nope. Don't have any, but I got attitude. You told me to go, and you pressed my last nerve because I didn't see it the first and second time. 
And so because I didn't see it and because you told me to go again, I, I've had enough. By this time, Ahab, seven times, he didn't walk away. He didn't wave his hand at Elijah and say, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Man, I'm through with this. I'm done. I'm done. But he went and saw. And the Bible said on the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And Elijah told him to go and tell Ahab, prepare your chariot. Get down. Get out of the hills now because there's enough rain that will stop you if you don't go now. What Ahab saw wasn't big at that time. It don't have to be big. It just needs to be sent from God. You just have to believe and allow God to be God. Ahab learned not to trust in his own sight. Uh-huh. Ahaz also learned not to trust in his own sight. It was small as a man's hand. And it came to pass as the meanwhile that the heavens blackened and the clouds and the wind and the great rain fell upon the earth. The Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord. It's his. And he's going to do as he pleased. Now, one thing that excites me about this is that knowing that God will move heaven and earth is that the fact that I don't need God to move heaven and earth. Uh, let me just be real here. I, I don't need God to move heaven and earth. No, I, I don't need him to make an earthquake. I don't need him to, to blacken the skies and to thunder down. I don't need him to do all of that. And, and neither do you. You may just need God. Well, let me just say it this way. I don't need God to do that. You just need him to move you out the way. Just need God to move you. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about you yourself. I'm talking about you, that thing, that person, that individual, that one that is allowing the enemy to use. The, I don't need him to move the mountains. I just need him to move you. And so um, you ought to serve the enemy notice today. You ought to serve the enemy notice. I don't need God to do all that. He will, if necessary. But I just need him to move you. I need him to move you. And he will. Just like he sent the rain. He stopped it. He sent it. Just like he caused the rocks to fall. The wind to blow only to be heard in a still, small voice. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the short exhortation. We know that you will move heaven and earth for us. We know, Lord God, that you would move on our behalf and you already, you already have done so many things for us. Lord God, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you have done. We appreciate your word reminding us that you have our best interests at heart. Lord, in the midst of situations that three and a half years that they were in a drought, they were in a recession, they were in a depression, you took care of your people. The, the widow that gave Elisha the first cake, her bread basket did not run out during the entire drought. You took care of her and her son. Lord God, just as you are taking care of us during situations that we don't understand, some things we are clear about and there are other things that we're not. Lord God, we thank you for a slice of cake. We thank you, Lord God, for the for your grub hub, for you sending what we need in the form of favor, in the form of the tangible, 
in the form of those things, Lord God, that we have need of. We know that you will move heaven and earth for us. Lord God, we appreciate your word and what you have said and reminding us of the miraculous, reminding us of your awesomeness, reminding us, Lord God, of your, of your thoughtfulness toward us. We thank you, Lord God. We pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, continue to help us, Lord, to exalt you. Help us, Lord God, to lift you up by the life that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Remember to pray for us as we are praying for you. Tell somebody about the goodness of God. Tell them to listen in to the to inside the pages and be blessed. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.